Amen. Amen. All right, let's open our Bibles, please, to the book of Revelation, chapter 6. Uh, we have a very interesting uh, message tonight, Revelation chapter 6. And uh, let's begin reading in verse 12, and we will read responsively through verse uh, 17. Revelation 6, verse 12 through 17. Uh, shall we stand, please, for the reading of God's Word? And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For great, uh, the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? And so verse 16, I read that again for you. And he and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. And so uh, we're going to talk about some interesting things tonight in the seals um, in the Revelation, which will take place during the Great Tribulation. And so, uh, interesting thing, these people will pray to the rocks. Uh, they won't pray to God. They'll hide from God. They'll run from God. Uh, but they'll use His name in vain. But they pray to the rocks. This is an amazing uh, prophecy that will uh, take place. All right, let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless the message. We pray for your help that you'd open the eyes of the enlightenment of our understanding, that we would uh, realize the pre-tribulation rapture, the doctrine, and then the tribulation, opening of the seals. Um, all these things will take place. We pray for your help, your direction, your power, uh, that you would give us boldness and power to preach the word. Open our hearts, give us ears to receive what the Spirit saith unto the church. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. Uh, praying to the rocks, uh, you couldn't make this up. Uh, same things are happening um, before our very eyes um, with Hollywood, all the blasphemy about uh, the rock, Jesus Christ. Now, this incident will take place at the second coming of Christ, known as the day of the Lord, all throughout the prophecies in the Word of God. This will reveal, the. Uh, this is the epitome of the depravity of mankind in their religion, who do they worship? Nature. 
the environment with this made up, I heard there's, earlier, there's an environmental crisis. No, there's not. Uh, the, the, uh, everything's changed throughout the millennia. There's, there's nothing new under the sun. They have this religion. They worship trees. They worship Mother Earth. They bow down. They're bunny huggers. They're tree huggers. And they're praying to the rocks. And something really strange is that they are choosing death versus salvation. They are choosing death versus freedom. They are choosing death versus liberty. I believe Colonel Travis said at the Alamo when he drew the line, and now they say he never drew the line, but it's something to think about that he did. Uh, he drew that line. He said that my letters have not reached uh, open hearts or ears, and uh, no help is coming. We're surrounded. And uh, he said, those of, you who, who will, those of you who will stay here and die with me, cross this line. And then they all cried out, liberty or death. We will fight for freedom. At the second coming of Christ, they will say, let us die. We don't want salvation. We do not choose Jesus Christ. So at this one-time event, this reveals the wickedness of the human heart without God, lost without Christ. Another amazing thing to think about, when Satan is locked up for the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ, Men will live to 800,000 years like they did before the flood, like Methuselah. At the end, Satan will be released to try the hearts of the people. So many people will turn on Christ that there will be the judgment brought by God. God will kill them all at the Battle of Gog. And once again... These people have seen Christ with their eyes. They're not living by faith. Remember what Jesus said, Blessed are they who have seen and believe. More blessed are they who have not seen and believe, who live by faith. And he said, Believe that I am sent from the Father, or believe for the very work's sake, but believe on me. Woe unto them who are infidels. If we were to give a survey uh, to educated people and just have them fill it out, and one of the main questions would be, is mankind evil or good? Are men inherently evil or are they good? You would be surprised how many people would say they're good. You'd be surprised how many professing Christians would say that mankind is generally good. But when we see what man has done, Cain murdered his own brother 
in the garden. Uh, they will turn on Christ at the end of the millennium. At the second coming of Christ, they will pray for the rocks to fall on them. So the reality is this. The wages of sin is death. Crime, immorality, lack of ethics, low morals, perversion, all these things are on the rise. Corruption is at every level. You know, they're still talking about separation of church and state. If they get their way, look out, even though we have our constitutional rights. So the old saying, God made dinosaurs, God killed dinosaurs. God made man, man killed God. Man-made robots, robots are going to kill man. With AI, the aliens, flying saucers are coming back. Technology, reverse engineering of the fallen ones, the Nephilims, and all these things that are taking place before our very eyes and the lowest, the lowest, you know, think about it. They are going to hide in the dens of the mountains and pray that the rocks will fall on them. Rather than turning to the Lord and begging Him for forgiveness and mercy and repenting of their sin, it says that they repented, yet they repented not of their evil deeds. Now, if you know your different types of uh, theology. This is a type of what's called pantheism. And pantheism basically is the heresy that there is a spirit in everything. And so everything is God. Everything is a part of nature. And everything should be worshipped as such. So there's a spirit in the brick. There is a spirit in the wood. There is a spirit in the water. There is a spirit in the wind. There is a spirit in the rocks. So are these people religious? Oh yeah, very religious, but they have the wrong God and they have the wrong spirit. You know, I'd, I'd heard about this uh, tree huggers, and I'm, I probably told this story before. I guess I'll tell it again just briefly. But we were hiking at uh, Big Bend National Park. You, you ought to go, if you haven't been there, you ought to go. There are pine trees, whether you believe it or not. In Texas, mountains, it's unbelievable weather. And there's black bears, there's mountain lions. Unbelievable place in the Chisos Mountains. Well, we're hiking up there. And uh, we, we got kind of tired. It was an elevation gain. We sat down and these hippies come along and uh, just hippie freaks and they immediately go to the biggest tree and they start worshiping it and I mean start hugging it and kissing it and uh, lo loving on it and um, pantheism that the spirits in the tree and, and my wife and I were sitting there I told you this was true. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I preached it and I called them that. I've never seen it. This is the first time I've really seen it where they're literally uh, hugging it, literally. And so um, 
What does the Bible tell us? Jesus is the rock of our salvation. They did not esteem him highly. So when you rebel and you reject the rock cut out without hands, you will then worship the creation, not the creator, according to Romans 1. And this will turn into unthankfulness, um, all sorts of moral depravity. The end is reprobation, where God turns them over to their own lust. You know, I always knew something was wrong. Rock Hudson. Rock. Now, study what that guy really was. <laughs> uh, it's scary. Um, um, rock and roll. The rock, this famous guy. You know, I, I, he was a Polynesian wrestler. And I, I saw a, a headline. Him and uh, Oprah Winfrey, I call her Never Sin Free, had the audacity to beg for money for the, uh, to help with the Mau Maui f uh, fires. Hey, they're so rich, why don't they pay for the whole place? Oh, that's what they're going to do. They're trying to get the whole place. They got all the money in the world. Why are they asking people to give to that? The rock. Well, he's not the rock. He's sandstone. Uh, I'll tell you that. He's some, um, not a coagulation. Who, he's a conglomerate, yeah. He's, he's not a uh, igneous. He's not the rock. How dare he blaspheme? the Lord Jesus Christ. So not only in rebellion against God, think about this, they will seek death. So in Romans chapter 9, the Bible tells us that an angel will fall from heaven a star, the key to the bottomless pit will be given him, he will open the gates, all of these creatures will come out, the leader is Abaddon and Apollon, which is the son of perdition, uh, Apollyon, which is Apollo in Greek mythology, but they will unleash all of these creatures, uh, 200 million of them, and they will have the face of a man, teeth like a lion, uh, hair like a woman, breastplate prepared uh, like a horse going to battle. They will have a tail uh, and the sting of a scorpion. They will sting men for what? Five months, which is the biblical numer uh, numerology of death. And it says they will seek death, but death will flee from them. This is, goes along with that. They will want to die, but they will not be allowed to die. God will keep them alive. So they will reap the whirlwind of what they've sown. They will be tortured, seeking death, but never die. You know, this is amazing. I, I try to think about this literally with real-life practical situation. Can you imagine taking a 357 Magnum, blowing your brains out, but God won't let you die? disemboweling yourself like the samurai committing Harry Carey and your entrails fall out and you look at them, God won't let you die. Climbing up to a skyscraper, jumping off, 
splattering in your whole body, every bone in your body's broken, your entrails uh, destroyed. God won't let you die. They will seek death. It will flee from them. They'll take poison. They will do anything they can to um, die, and it will flee from them. This is what's going to happen. When they see God, the Holy One, the Creator of the world, sitting on His throne and the Lamb of God pouring out His wrath, they realize who He is. They know who He is. He said, hide us from the wrath of the Lamb. They will seek death. They will pray for the rocks to fall on them. This is the epitome of the depravity of human nature and of humanity, generally speaking. Now, Jeremiah said this, Thou hast done evil things as thou couldest. You know why they do evil things? Because that's what they are. That's what they do. And wicked men commit wicked things. I forget that verse where it's at, maybe in Peter. It says they're ungodly deeds which they've ungodly committed. Just ungodliness. Jeremiah said in chapter 17, verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. Who could know it? At the judgments, we think about this. We're going to look at this, give you an overview. They are chronological that go from the beginning of the tribulation to the end, the second coming of Christ. Some of these have other judgments within the listed preceding judgment. Some of these begin at the beginning of the tribulation. Others are only poured out, for instance, the vials at the very end on the kingdom of the beast on those who have taken his mark, and so remember that number, 666. Six, six. Now, we praise the Lord. We're not going to be here for this. Amen. Praise the Lord. So you say, well, what are you even talking about it for? Because it's in the Word of God. And we're supposed to give the whole counsel of God. We ought to know the prophecy, and we need to warn the wicked. I mean, we need to be soul winners, be fishers of men, and get out there and talk about these things. People are very interested in prophecy. Now, if you miss the rapture, I'm preach a sermon on this someday. Uh, there's certain things you ought to do. Uh, hopefully, you won't miss it. But if you miss the rapture, uh, watch out. So let's think about this. People are doing everything. They're playing bingo. They're watching football. They're watching movies. They're surfing the internet. They're shopping online. They're traveling. They're going out to eat. Very few people are praying to Almighty God. We are to pray without ceasing to the rock of our salvation. We are to esteem Him highly. But what has happened is there is a, an apostasy when it comes to walking with God, talking to God, making our requests made known unto God, casting our cares upon Him, and sad to say, those left behind, what a 
horrible, horrible predicament which they will endure. So let me give you the precept, uh, the doctrine, or the foundation that we'll build upon when these seals are beginning to be open. So there are seven seals. This roll, this scroll. So remember, they didn't have bound books. They, they, they wrote on parchment. They would roll it up. And this is the title deed of the earth. This is the title deed of God's rightful creation and His kingdom that belongs to Him. So we've been talking about this in Sunday school. God gave the watchers certain geographical areas that they were to guard and watch. They followed Lucifer in his rebellion. He said, I will be like God. I will ascend to the sides of the north. I will exalt my throne uh, to God's throne. He wanted to be worshipped as God. And those watchers fell. They, began, they were fallen angels. And then they began to persecute these peoples and set themselves up as gods, demanding to be worshipped just like Satan did in Genesis 3, they offered forbidden knowledge. They taught them technology. They taught them building techniques. They taught them farming, all sorts of forbidden knowledge that God did not want these people to uh, obtain. And so at the tribulation, this is what is the book of Revelation called? The revelation of who? Jesus Christ. All these things are taking place because God is showing us this is who Jesus Christ is. And Jesus Christ, because He obeyed the Father and learned obedience through suffering, the Father is going to grant Him, and already has, all power, He said, has been given unto me in heaven and earth. So He said what? Go ye into all nations... Uh, preaching the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you even unto the end of the world or the age. And so when the rapture takes place, the church age is over. God's going to begin to deal with Israel again. The seals will be open. This is the title deed to the earth, and with each of these seals being open, something judgmental happens. And so God is going to judge the tribulation uh, inhabitants of the earth, and in so doing, take back what rightfully belongs to Him. So let's look at this. The, the first seal... And this is just an overview. Look at Revelation 6. Look at verse 1. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow. And a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. 
So the first seal is open. There is a white horse. There is someone riding the white horse, and this is the Antichrist. You'd be surprised how many commentators and Bible colleges teach that this is Jesus Christ going forth to conquering and to conquer. But I, I'm, not, I'm not going on the details of this, but he only has one crown. He goes forth conquering to conquer. Uh, Daniel 11 tells us that's what the Antichrist is going to do. And he has a bow and Jesus Christ has a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth. And uh, someday we'll look at this in detail, Lord willing. But, you know, we were always taught that it was the bow. You know, Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord, shooting the bow and arrow. But when you study this, it's the rainbow. This is unbelievable. The, the, who has the stolen rainbow? The Antichrist. Now, and notice, a bow is a type of bow, right? So you pull the bow, you release, and um, all those things go together. But what's the first thing that's going to happen after the rapture of the church? First seal is going to be open. The Antichrist is going to come to power. He's coming to power. Now, the spirit of Antichrist has been in existence for over 2,000 years. So even when uh, the word was written in the New Testament, uh, they understood the spirit of the Antichrist, and they were looking back then for the rapture and then the second coming of uh, Jesus Christ. So what's the first seal? White horse. Antichrist is coming to power. Number two, let's read this. Look at verse 3. It says, And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given unto him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and they, that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Second seal, a red horse. Someone is riding that, that red horse. He has power to take peace from the earth. So this is war. This is worldwide bloodshed, hatred, murder. Many times in the Bible where it says God discomfited them. That's the, one of the Bible words used, the term. God would turn armies on each other. They just start killing each other. So you say, well, how's that going to happen? Why would an army start attacking its own self? Because when this red horse comes, he's going to be given power to make these men and people hate each other. You know, sometimes when you see the devil work and hatred comes out, they don't even know why they hate. They just hate. And they have a term. They're a hater. And haters hate. And they're always looking for somebody to uh, hate. And you see this wickedness that, that comes into the heart of people but many times, it's going to happen, it's recorded in Ezekiel 38 and 39, the battle of Gog and Magog, when the Russians and their armies invade Israel, one of the judgments is they're just going to start killing each other. 
Uh, God can do this. The red horse is going to come. Worldwide murder. Worldwide bloodshed. Let's look at the, the, uh, the, the third seal. Verse 5, And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. So what is the third seal? A black horse. He that rides it will have the power to bring worldwide famine. Now, biblically, a penny is a day's wages when you study the Word. So whatever you make, you think about it, add up what you make an hour if you work hourly or divide it uh, if you're on salary. What do you make in one day? That's what it's going to cost to buy one loaf of bread. Whatever you make in one day, your hard labor. And, and so uh, you think of all the people now living off the government, and then they're going to expect you to, or not you, those people that are there left behind during the tribulation to work a day for one loaf of bread. And then you look at it now, I think 50, I may be wrong on that, 50 to 55% are not working looking for somebody else to work and give it to them. It will be absolute worldwide famine, death, starvation. You know, if, if you've ever seen the horrors of the Holocaust in the pictures, or somebody who is starving to death, or maybe a, a poor abused animal starving to death, think about all of the suffering and the death that the third seal is going to bring. They're preparing everybody. Uh, you know, people say the church is going through the tribulation. Well, why don't you read chapter 3 in Laodicea? It says basically they're fat and rich. You know, the church at the end is self-satisfied, deceived, very affluent financially and physically, uh, no, they're not going through world war. They're not going through uh, worldwide famine, but they do want you to eat fake meat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next, because those cattle are ruining the atmosphere. You know, they're ruining the atmosphere. All right. Now look at verse 7, fourth seal. When he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was Death, and hell followed with him. And power, look at this, was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beast of the earth." So the fourth beast, or excuse me, um, seal is a pale horse. And the one riding it is death, 
and hell. Now you think about this. Everyone that dies of this judgment is going to go to hell. One-fourth of the world's population is going to die and go to hell. Death and hell followed him, and it's through war, and it's through famine, it's through diseases, and they will be given the power to do this. Now, when this happens, Isaiah says, hell hath enlarged herself. If you think about one-fourth of the world's population going to hell at one time, and then the expansion hell has to remodel, because hell was only made for the devil and his angels. So when more and more people go there, hell has to get bigger. It's in the center of the earth. That's the thing that's causing these uh, tectonic plates of the earth to hit and overlap, um, causing most of these earthquakes based on the Word of God. And the Bible says at the very end when Jesus Christ comes back, the earthquake will be so great. Now you think about this. Every island will disappear. Boy, if you got land in Florida, you better sell it now. We won't be here. Now, if, if Think about all these people who have island property. Hawaii. And uh, when you live up by the Red River, they can't say Hawaii. It's Hawaii. I don't know why my, those people can never say Hawaii. It's Hawaii. And uh, just think about it. And, and then every mountain's going to be leveled. Now, can you imagine? This is hard for us to even fathom. An earthquake so great that the Rocky Mountains level. Every valley's filled. Every peak is down. Every island disappears. And this relates to um, all these people going to hell at the same time. So let's keep reading here. Look at verse 9, the opening of the fifth seal. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw into the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So the fifth seal is open. This is the persecution of the saints of the Lord by the Antichrist and his kingdom. So I'm just giving you an overview, but, but think about this. It will be demanded that they take his mark to buy or sell. If they do not take his mark, they will suffer unbelievably even after all these other seals and judgments uh, that are part of the sealed judgments, but also they will be demanded to worship him. So the false prophet is going to make a statue. It will talk. You know, I've heard a lot of people saying that this will be AI, that 
AI will make uh, this statue talk. You know, I, I don't think the devil needs AI. He can transform himself into an angel of light. He has all the forbidden knowledge and the technologies. Uh, I don't think he needs it, but the false prophet is going to make this statue talk. And just like in Daniel's time, they will be demanded to bow down and worship. And the Bible says, whosoever does that worships the dragon. And who's the dragon? Satan. So this also the Bible teaches, if they do not capitulate, they will be arrested and they will be decapitated. It says that their heads will be cut off. It also says in the book of Micah, many places, they will make soup and cannibalize the bodies of the saints of God after they have uh, decapitated them. And they are going to die a martyr's death. But praise the Lord, they will receive a martyr's crown. This is the fifth seal. This is... Um, the persecution of the kingdom of the beast on the saints of Almighty God. So then we get to the text, the sixth seal. And this sixth seal, obviously, is the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So all these things are going to happen. Let's look at verse 12. He says, And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, number one. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth like a meteor shower, and hit the earth, even as a fig tree casteth out her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll, as it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. So we are told Jesus is going to come from the east to the west. Every eye shall see him. The heaven will depart as a scroll. So if you think about a scroll rolled out and then rolled back in, all of the heavens are going to roll back in. They're going to see Christ, and they are going to look on Him whom they have pierced, Israel, according to Zechariah chapter 12, I believe it is. And they will see God Almighty on His throne. This is unbelievable. Everyone on the earth at that time will be able to look into heaven, see God on the throne. And then know it is the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who is pouring out His wrath on the Christ-rejecting world and the kingdom of the beast. And what will they do? You would think. God is real. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of glory that was crucified shed his blood, became the sin of the world, was buried for three days, and rose again. He is the Lord of glory. No, they're not going to do that. They're going to pray. 
that the earthquake and the landslides will kill them. They had rather die and go to hell than get saved. It's unbelievable. This is, once again, the epitome of the depravity of the human heart. If you think men are good, you need to go back and look at the Nazis. You need to go back and restudy the most stupid war that ever occurred, World War I, where they would just dig trenches and have no man's land and, and use uh, uh, toxic chemical agents and kill each other and uh, just horrible conditions with getting trench foot and horrible all kinds of uh, things that were happening to them. And what came out of that? Woodrow Wilson, the League of Nations, the war to end all wars. Well, they forgot to read Luke 21 and Matthew 24. There will always be wars and rumors of wars. This red horse is the unleashing of war. Look what happened in World War II. Look what's happened with, look how many people the uh, Emperor of China killed to build the Great Wall. And you're saying men are, actually, they're pretty nice. I think men are good. Uh, you need to rethink it. The wages of sin is death. They, will, they already turned on Christ. They already rejected Christ. They'll reject Christ at the second coming, and they will turn on Him after the millennium. You know, we ought to be shouting glory, praising the Lord, that here we are tonight, a childlike spirit entering in the kingdom of God, humbling ourselves, that we have faith, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, all these things are going to happen. We need to know it. We need to teach it. We need to be aware of it. We need to talk about it with other people. They're very interested in prophecy. And what are we trying to do? Pluck a few brands out of the fire. Pluck a few brands. Hating even the garment spotted by the flesh, the great prophet Jude tells us, Enter ye in at the straight gate, Jesus said. That straight and narrow way. Let thine eye be single. Don't turn to the right hand or to the left. It not only will be worth it all, it is worth it all. To be a part of the remnant. And so the Bible tells us God always reserves a remnant unto himself that have not bowed the knee nor kissed Baal. Always has, always will. And like we talked about this morning, let him that makes the sacrifice kiss the calf. But let those who love the Lord, what does it say in Psalm 2? Kiss the son, worship him, lest he be angry. 
and all the nations of the world are like a foaming, churning, rebellious sea against the authority of God. They're doing everything they can to overturn him. And so just in conclusion, look who turns on him. Verse 15, the kings of the earth, the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men. These are the soldiers. And these are probably the Nephilim. The mighty men is the return of the Nephilim. And the only way you can defeat the mighty men is to become one of David's mighty men. And it said that the weakest, frail man at the second coming of Christ in Israel will fight like one of the mighty men of David. Every bondman, so there's going to be slaves. We talked about that in Sunday school, Revelation 18. And every free man, they hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, for great, the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? You know, I've been on trips out in the Rockies, and a lot of times they'll put like big chains of uh, fencing material and it'll to stop rock slides, and it'll say, danger, falling rocks. And it shows this big boulder coming down on this little car. I'm sure some of you have seen that on your trips. And I've seen rock slides uh, that uh, happened just before we got there, mudslides too. And there's bulldozers clearing the highway. Sometimes part of the road's gone. You know, can you think of some, somebody pulls over on their vacation. Silly, isn't it? And they look up at all those boulders. They say, fall on us. Come, kill me now. I sure don't want to go to church. I sure don't want to go to heaven. I should, no way I want to repent of my sin. I love my sin. There's no way I want to get saved. Hide me from the wrath of the Lamb. Boy, uh, praise the Lord that we're saved. Amen. All right, let's pray. Every head's bowed, every